Carrie was so cute in her refusal to believe him that he almost laughed, but she wouldn't have appreciated that, so he controlled himself. Yes, I'm afraid I am. I have the manuscripts on my laptop to prove it. My full name is Michael James Hartford, and I pulled the pseudonym Jim Ford out of that. She still appeared to struggle with the information. But Jim Ford is a cowboy. He's an expert. I've used his books to learn about ranch life, and everything he writes rings true to what I've found here. You, pardon me for saying so, Michael, but you're clueless. That's a pretty accurate assessment. He tried not to get distracted by how beautiful she looked sitting there in the wingback. She'd worn a Kelly green blouse with her jeans today, and it matched her eyes. Her hair was in a ponytail, as it had been yesterday, but that only added to her appeal because it showed that she was no hothouse flower. She was a woman who was ready to take action, whether that meant defending herself in a girl fight, striking out on her own in Wyoming, or hurling snowballs for fun. She would be an uninhibited lover, and he ached to experience that. If Jack was right and Kerry wanted him, she'd be the first woman he'd taken to bed who knew the real Michael Hartford. Every affair he'd had since he'd begun publishing the Jim Ford books had been based on a lie. But at the moment, she didn't seem particularly interested in getting it on with Michael Hartford, a.k.a. Jim Ford. She looked confused and bewildered, like a kid who'd been told there's no Santa Claus. She cleared her throat. So... All the while you've been writing the Jim Ford books, you've been making it up. He couldn't keep from smiling. That's what fiction writers do. Oh, for heaven's sake, I know that much. But what about your bio? It says you're a cowboy. No, it doesn't, not if you read it carefully. It says that I love the West, and all it stands for, hard work, rugged living, honesty, and straightforward dealings. It doesn't say I'm a cowboy, or even that I live on a ranch then you're misleading people. I suppose you could say that. But they wouldn't buy the fantasy if I told them the truth about my life. This conversation wasn't going well. But you must have at least ridden a horse before. Nope. Not until Jack put me up on destiny today. So it goes without saying that you've never roped a steer, shot a rifle, or slept in a bunkhouse. Nope. How could you write like that? as if you'd done those things millions of times. Her tone was more accusatory than curious. A spark of that Irish temper flared in her eyes. Lots and lots of research. She continued to gaze at him as if he'd recently landed in a spaceship from a faraway galaxy. She didn't look as if she trusted him much either. So all this time, as I've been reading your books and picturing you as this accomplished cowboy, you've been... What? Living on Central Park West. Do your books make that much money? God, no. It's picking up, but that's not what pays the bills. I have a trust fund. The Hartfords are old money, and they wish to hell I'd stop writing trashy westerns and go back to serving on the boards of prominent investment firms. It's what the Hartfords do. She nodded. I know that story but I still don't understand why you didn't take some of that mega money, buy a ranch, and live the way your characters do. You obviously love the idea of it. She sounded impatient with him. 
So here was the sticky part where he could lay himself bare and risk being rejected as a coward, or make up some other story to explain his behavior. He was a pro at making up stories. But he also was tired of lying to cover his ass. I was afraid I wouldn't be any good at it. Really? But you already knew so much about this life. Book learning, as they used to say in the Old West. It's not the same. No, but you're a smart guy. You'd catch on. I was a horrible housekeeper for the first couple of months, but people cut you some slack if you're trying. He took a deep breath. It's more than that.